0: Hey, this is Dustin Wynn, artist on Batman, and you're listening to Top 5 Comics Podcast.
1: Welcome to Top 5 Comics, people talking about comics, pop culture, and events. Today we have everyone's favorite sling blade, Mr. Mike.
2: Doyle Hargraves lives.
1: (laughs) That guy in the back of the room texting on his cell phone, Curtis. Hello? The guy with the blacked-out windows down by the river handing out candy, Craig.
3: Edith Keeler must die.
1: And the guy hitchhiking to the nowhere known because he doesn't know where he's going, CBS. Uh, thanks? So, uh, today we're doing episode
0: 44.
1: That's what I like, Curtis. And uh, book-wise, we have Deadpool, number 36. Uh, it doesn't happen every time. Oh, my bad. That's, no, it's only after the episodes. Sorry. Oh, it's numbers and it triggers it. Okay. Yeah. Triggers it. Trigger. Words. Oh, so anyway, um, De- Deadpool 36, uh, followed by Bouldersgate, uh, D&D Baldur's Gate, number one. Uh, followed by Arkham Manor, number one. Then Colder... Bad seed number one. It's bad seed, right? Is that the yeah. name of it? Okay. Number one, followed by Deathstroke number one. So uh, whole pile of number ones, and then Deadpool. Mm-hmm. That's how it happens. He's usually a st-
4: standout like that,
1: so. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, so uh, we'll take our proxy, uh, our proxy Ross today with the news, Mr. Mike.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, come in second, just to, just to, you Isn't know, no he's not being here. Second, it's one nah, I guess matter. he'll do. Because <laughs> so Mike in the
4: crap pile. Yeah, mm.
2: well, Man, you got that right. <laughs> don't even get me started. I just have various little tidbits from the con that I can remember hearing about
1: from the New York con.
2: That would be the one. yes. All right. Um, and feel free to jump in and help me out. Uh, some of the books announced. Um, Gwen Stacy, Spider-Woman.
1: Right. It's well, going it to have her be.
2: ongoing, same creative team as the One-Shot.
1: That's cool. That
2: should be good. Yeah, it should be. Um, better than the one we got.
1: Well, Jessica Drew's fine. I'm sorry. No, I do like she, she, She's... Uh, nah. <sighs> okay.
2: Uh, Jeff is going to do a Hawkeye book.
1: Oh, okay. So Lemire is going to take over Hawkeye for a fraction, or they just well, restarting? Well, he's just going to start it over. Restarting. Like restarting.
2: And since he did okay. Green Arrow, we'll... You know.
1: So he's familiar with archer stuff? Sure. He's not green eye. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Cock arrow?
2: Cock eye. Cock? I
1: how quick you say that. It might be something different. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. He used to work with a
2: dude. Everybody called cock Yeah? Well, he had well, lazy
1: eye. I, oh, all right.
2: <laughs> uh, anyway, I <laughs> know uh, there's going to be a Squirrel Girl series.
4: Awesome. The Unstoppable. Yes. Squirrel Girl? That's great.
2: Sweet.
4: Silk's going to get her own.
2: Yep. Ongoing. That was the other one I was trying to think of. Spider-Woman's right. going to get her ongoing, going. Mm-hmm.
4: In lieu of She-Hulk getting canceled.
2: A big shocker there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, what I read of it, the story part was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, can't, I mean, Charles uh, Soule, he, he's, he's good. We can't but,
1: sweat Charles Soule, but man, you, you tell me She-Hulk's getting canceled, and I'm like, thank God.
2: It's the art, man. <sighs> His Sorry. Terrible.
1: Like, all these people online, like, it's the best thing I've ever seen. I'm like, no. Oh, yeah, they're going to show up out here with pitchforks
2: any oh, second. Oh,
1: my God, which, I guess, you know, I guess. But Did you have you look to comic books before? What are you people talking about?
2: Oh, but that's the new thing, you
1: know. No, yeah, maybe it is. He's not like a five-year-old. There's no reason to praise that man. Don't get me wrong. Billboards with his art, I'm sure, are great. But nah, to con- let's not uh, push it. Man.
2: And then yeah. Marvel has uh, decided to stir up the secret wars.
4: Yeah, I saw some pictures for that dude. I saw an Infinity Gauntlet. They're gonna have an Infinity Wars. Yeah, they're kind of hitting
2: what? on all of the old events that they yeah, have, like uh, Civil War and um, yep. Infinity Gauntlet. <clears throat>
1: Do we know yet if these are remakes of the same thing, just redrawn and reimagined? No, or they
2: no,
4: it's gonna be stories? a new story. Huh. And I had
2: Secret Wars too. They're probably gonna be Secret Wars. From Wars what three. I've heard, it's right. the it's like the from the cover show. It's like they say they'll have Hulk and another Hulk okay. fighting. I'm assuming it's from a different like the multiverse
1: thing well secret wars at this point if they redid secret wars with all the new characters we have in the universe i mean we've got all the people from ultimates which didn't exist back then you have all the variations from like max and whatnot so there's a lot of new characters that could be added to the whole mix of that so that's pretty cool it's like they're doing with spider-verse yeah i i like that idea a little bit but then i, I see pictures that look like civil war to me and i'm like oh.
2: they're just hitting on the i don't know if they're just like cover gimmicks yeah. i mean i know they're going to hit a bunch of them
1: yeah, that's cool, though. It'll be still, interesting to see what they do with it.
2: And I'm still uptight about Fantastic Four going by the wayside.
1: Well, you know, it, it's over hard Over some to, BS. Yeah, well, the, the, it's the first time we've really seen the mouse steer what they did with the books. Like, really. Everything else has been left to its own personal destruction or, or prosperous with the books because nothing's really changed over there. This is the first time we've really seen the mouse's hand influence what's happening. And I'm not real happy about it. But maybe that's why Wolverine's dying, and maybe that's why... I mean, it's hard to say what's going to happen and with the rest of it.
2: Supposedly, they have said that he's going to be gone for about a year.
1: Yeah, well, it makes sense. I went to read 4. You can definitely see things in there that would be...
2: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that early. Uh, that's fine.
4: Yeah. I eh. know they usually keep characters dead for about 3, and uh, Nightcrawler came back pretty early, so... I don't I don't know how long have
2: he been dead, though? Quite yeah. a while, wasn't it? Two no. years. Maybe, maybe two. two.
1: like it, it all depends on the person. Like, Steve, uh, Captain America was gone for a year. Superman was gone uh, pretty close to a year, maybe a year and a half. <coughs> Batman was Those gone are gone a flagship a Batman was gone uh, for a year, that's right.
2: Wolverine is considered a flagship yeah,
1: character. Yeah, I'd be surprised if we didn't see him in a year. And then think about Spider-Man. spider awk was around for 31 mm-hmm. issues, so that's the, at twice a month. Even and a month, one, one, like almost. It wasn't always twice a month, I guess. There were some months there was just one.
2: It was awesome.
1: But it was good, it was but it's just still right. Just about right. A year, so right. I, about another year, we'll probably see Wolverine knocking around again, and it'll be whatever.
2: And then, movie news. From what I heard, WB has a lineup of uh, movies. Um, let's see if I can get the right order. I know they're going to do a Suicide Squad, right? And they're going to use like uh, they're not going to use the Suicide Squad members that are on the current book. Necessarily, right. they're gonna they're gonna kill some people off.
1: Well, it'd be I don't I find it hard to see them using Harley Quinn in, the, in it, just because of her popularity. But I could easily see Catman and I mean all the guys from the group before. I mean, Gail Simone wrote Suicide Squad for a while, and the cast they had then was awesome. So it'll be interesting to see what that one's about.
2: They're gonna do a Wonder Woman movie, right? They're doing a Justice League Part One,
1: right? And then Part Two,
2: um, a Flash. A cyborg, Justice League Part Two, and then they're going to re- redo the Green Lantern.
1: Right, rebooted after this. I think. Which
2: is like I think they said twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, twenty twenty was supposed to be Cyborg and Justice League. And so it's like rebooting. a five year plan. Right. yeah, that's not not a horrible idea. I mean, it's uh, a I think Aquaman at. was
2: uh, Aquaman's in there too. Yeah, yes, that's right. With <clears throat> Momoa. And they got yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what it winds be up being.
2: Um. And I think as far as the Suicide Squad goes, they were talking about casting uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy and uh, uh-huh. I can't think of his name now, that blonde headed dude that was in that Drive movie. Gosling? Yeah.
4: Oh, okay. Good luck
2: with that. Well, Those two are pretty big names.
1: Yeah, but I mean. I think
2: they're just throwing that out there. They may have offered it and it's like.
1: Well, I remember the, there was a point where they were talking about a Flash movie before the Batman Superman movie. They did name the and actor Gosselin, for that. Gosselin was picked for that. But it was prior to this show happening. It was prior to the relaunch of New 52. And they've already made
2: it perfectly clear that the movie universe and the show's not going to be connected, not be yeah. connected whatsoever.
4: They're, they're looking at Tom Hardy for Apocalypse and the X Men. Oh, I was
2: born in it, wow. molded
1: by it. But, well, there you go. That Yeah, basically just a bigger babe.
4: Other than that,
2: that's, a, that's about all I can remember. There, there
4: right. is going to be a uh, Judge Dredd web series. Okay. Animated. It's going to be a seven part. It's interesting. It's going to be called Judge Dredd Super Fiend. Super Fiend. And it's going to star the Dark Judges. Huh. So. Okay. That's kind of a, a, a little, here's to the people who are lobbying for a Dredd sequel. And it's from the producer of, that, of the actual Dredd movie. Okay. So well, we did
1: do the com- that one one shot comic book.
4: Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, it was. And they're they're. This is just like a gimme to the fans. That's cool. So, huh? Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be pretty cool.
2: And one other piece of news. Huh. Curtis's psych evaluation came back. He's borderline. So we still don't really know.
4: Well, that's. I was born Borderline. <laughs> <in> our... <laughs> I guess it could be worse. I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we didn't mention the uh, Avengers trailer leaked oh really oh, did it? Yeah. I, I didn't watch that. it because i don't want to watch it right but it evidently got leaked and they showed the first uh ultron poster oh that's cool so, all right yeah crow's gonna get a reboot evidently really oh yeah, yeah.
2: that's that's right um downey signed the deal to be in captain america 3
1: right yeah yeah we, we've seen pictures for that weirdness that's
4: where everyone's like, oh, it's gonna be Civil War. <laughs> They're gonna to try to make a Riverdale TV show. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's gonna be more, I guess, supernaturalish, and there was talks about maybe an afterlife in it somehow, somewhere, some special episode. When <laughs> I was a kid, I had a neighbor named Hi. Archie. Was he yeah. dead?
2: No, he was a few years older than me, and he was kind of an ass. <laughs> so you must have lived in <laughs> Riverdale. Mm.
4: No, I don't think. He <laughs> always had Betty and Veronica.
2: No, oh, there was this chick at school that looked like a buzzard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty sure that's something entirely different.
2: Anyway, we're getting off track here,
1: Steve. Yeah, you know, I day I'm, you know, once
4: it starts rolling,
1: it's all downhill. Unless <laughs> you're uh, pushing it, then it's uphill, I you guess. Know,
4: and Warner Brothers is looking for a female director for the Wonder Woman movie. Oh yeah. You I got? thought I'd get something out of Mike, but uh, no. no. Let
2: Gail Simone do it.
4: I don't think she's much of a
2: director. Well, she can learn. She can
4: write things. <laughs> she and, not,
2: can and she can learn and not get credit for that too.
1: There you go. Hey, what about the lady that did a uh, Whip It, the Roller Girl movie that had uh, what's her name? Never seen from? it. No, never oh, cared to. Oh, it's good.
2: Oh, is that the new thing? Is no. that going to be the new thing now? I don't think so. Women directors, they got to you know.
1: See there, you got it. You got it there, for n- out of nowhere. There we go. She, she's done a couple different movies, and they're not bad movies, actually.
3: Well, give just give as long, just long as it's uh, not give that Diablo right. chick. Give Cody the right.
4: Diablo. That's the one. Or the those twin sisters. Yeah. Well, give as them as the
2: right to vote. Give them a <laughs> driver's license. <laughs> let them go outside, Mike. and it all goes to hell. Man. <laughs> well, how about <laughs> if we <laughs> get
3: the Fairly
2: siblings?
4: Let's not and say we did. Maybe Man. the Wachowskis. Wachowski
3: siblings. Yeah, you know who I'm of. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any The who made that Matrix. I, I,
4: the, yes. Penny Marshall. Penny, yeah. Okay. She's done some stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't think do she'd that. be right for that. It don't matter. Uh, why not? I'm Laverne? trying to think of other female directors. Yeah, hey, you know, I you can, don't really hear about it. I don't
1: it. keep a list of any of that. In why not?
4: Head. It's because there's just too. What many about movies? that uh, Scorsese girl? I can't remember what she's done. Then His daughter?
2: Martin yeah. Martin He's got a Scorsese's he daughter could do through her oh. and slap her name on it. It's because
3: I don't want to see the depressing adventures of Wonder Woman who's a depressing middle aged old man. And then she Woman. gets shot
2: in the head at the end.
1: <laughs> God. Okay, that's enough of that nonsense. So uh yeah, moving forward, we're gonna wrap up the news of that. Sounds like a good idea. Do we right. mention all the movies coming out? Uh well we went through the DC stuff. was has Marvel put a new list out? I don't know. Well, yeah. so, I don't think they're, they're the only ones stuff. to care about The bulk, is
4: there
2: I guess they showed bulk? some footage from the Ant-Man movie at the con but I don't
4: yeah but that footage is like three or four years old was it just the test stuff I think so well what uh, they did
2: show it's very unfinished but from what I understand it was really cool
4: they show them jumping up and shrinking and punching somebody well that test stuff was real good oh no it was, that was good I'm not I'm not poo-pooing yeah. it but it's old footage right left
3: but people have forgotten
4: out oh, there. Shit. Hello. <laughs> I mean, dang. I wonder what that was. I'm assuming backfire. Probably. That didn't sound like a backfire to me. All right, and uh,
1: so show-wise, we have a lot of stuff coming out from from both Marvel, and DC. If they show new test footage, great. If they if it's old stuff, then whatever. Um, as far as uh, setups concerned, we, we have a whole list of new movies going to be coming out from both studios. Um, Constantine airs tonight, so. It'll be interesting to see what that one's at being, and it should be great. It's already aired. Well, none of us have watched it because we're here. I want to watch it. You want to watch it right now? No. We will put everybody on pause. No. We can do a play-by-play we'll play while we're watching we'll it. We'll talk about it while we're watching. Plan sounds like a good idea. That's going to add another hour to this thing. Let's not. see what Okay. We're... Okay then. Uh, let me go through football standings real quick. God so uh, I know. Uh, so let's see. We got the Dark Knights at seven hundred seventy-four. Uh, Amber Beef at 766. Uh, Ball has the Brave at 732. Uh, the Donkey Kong's at 699. Wow. Uh, Inhumans at 698. Spirits of Vengeance at 696. Suicide Squad at 694. I keep forgetting. Let's come up. Uh, J. Cadmo at 671. Josh uh, Josh's King at 618. And I see Unicron at 6.08. Wow. Craig, do you, do you still have Megatron on your team, Craig?
2: No. Okay. Something I keep forgetting. Well, he's, not, think
3: about he's not playing. God, I'm not doing bad <laughs> at all. No, yeah. He's been replaced now.
4: Yeah, that's true. He's, he's you got rid of Adrian Peterson finally, huh? Wow. No. God, <laughs> <I
1: think so. laughs> yeah, let's hope so, man. He's not because he was a bad player, because that's not the case. Just that whole. He's, he committed to beating.
2: Did you see a mongoloid board. head? Beat the record. If got he's the getting any
3: points, then he's staying on the team. And then he, he's not, then yeah, he's that was last week. Yeah, That's how yeah. it
2: works. Right. <laughs> Five hundred nine. <laughs> I'm kind of Snake like? Huh? Kind of a shame. Why? I, I should have booted know. him like off him? earlier. He's all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Let's well, know about that nonsense. Moving on. S- moving on. Let's get away from sports. Right. Let's talk about God, sports can't entertainment. That. Uh, I think it's something different. How about the Rock, huh? Yeah, well, uh, Can you smell? Like <laughs> Wait, sometimes. What's Black the Rock Adam's is cooking? Because oh, he's going to be Black Adam. That was another
2: movie they announced Shazam, right? Which we already knew.
1: Did they? They never. cyborg. They never announced he's playing Shazam though, did they? They just yeah. announced Black Adam. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder who you get to play opposite. I think Jack Black's for playing Shazam. That doesn't make any sense, like, at all. I, I, Mike wants Jack Black to be in everything. Yes. School of Shazam. I, like I want Tom Hardy to be in Shazam. everything. He's terrible. I think School oh, he could is a
2: different be, uh, he could be uh, Bateman. He if could he be still alive, I'd say John Candy.
3: Mm-hmm. God. And then he could uh, say Shazam, and he turns into whoever the
4: super... They're going to have to find somebody just as muscle-bound as the Rockies. I was going to say, yeah, I don't know who they're going to say. Oh, your buddy, your boy, Marky Mark. He's not tall enough. (laughs) It don't matter. Put lifts in his shoes. Give him (laughs) a a big boy voice. (laughs) Yeah, let him
2: stand there. I'm so stupid. He
4: could even play Little Boy. Man. I'm stupid. Hey, everybody, look, I'm Shazam. No, no, no. It's Shazam. Kick it. No, no, no. What's that song they sing? Which the? Where Play that March? funky music, white boy. That's
1: somebody
2: different. Well, let I think. let yeah. Paul Rubens do it. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> there's little no theaters here, boy. <laughs> okay, Shazam! <laughs> oh my god.
4: Okay, so we're of, we have to
1: calm that nonsense down here, out of control. Uh, god. Okay, uh, so uh, before we start books, real quick, uh, just a, we had a couple questions come over on the the, the Facebook page. I just want to give a shout out to to Robbie. Thanks for listening, man. Um, as far as the Gotham thing, I already, I already sent you a notice about it. But it's not that we hate Gotham, because that's not the case. It's more that we're afraid that it's going to be. They're going to make mistakes and make it terrible. I don't like it. It's because you hate everything that has to do No, with I don't. I everything. like The Flash. It's, no, it's just I not, do. It's no. not. Eh.
4: Okay, really, so I, half of us don't hate I it. I really enjoyed The Flash. Well, I know I I guess. Constantine's going to be badass. He does look badass. So, okay. Well,
1: on this side over here, if, if you could see the room, at least on my side, I don't know how Craig feels about it. I guess everybody else is gone. So, I, Gotham not bad. Just afraid it was going to be bad. Curtis hates it. I don't,
2: got just to. Inje- yeah, I can fine. take it or leave Someone's
1: it. Got it. Got to. I don't. Someone's got to. Anyway, uh, but thanks for listening, Rob. We appreciate it. Uh, anyway, so uh, book-wise, you want to move on to some books? Sure. Sounds like a good time. Do you have anything else Anything else? news-wise and announcement-wise? I'll probably remember at the end. Halfway through, whatever. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, well, ha- the interview for this particular show is going to be with, uh, gosh, it's from uh, the group, uh, what are they called? Unlikely Hero Studios. They did a book uh, called Super, which is awesome. Which is super. It is Super. Uh, the interview we have with is with Justin Justin Piat he's uh the co-writer of the book series and I guess he runs Unlikely heroes the back end business wise of it anyway um books been collected in trade now so if you get a chance to check it out you really should because it's it's definitely worth it fun book fun read awesome the arts great anyway um but yeah that's gonna be who
4: we're gonna use with this, for this show and the books <clears throat> if you do get them singly the books are Priced at two ninety nine, I think. And yeah. There's a lot but, of pages. But
2: in you it. can't get issue four that way. Well,
1: at this point, they well, they had the whole falling out with Diamond, and that killed the release of the regular books after the fact. That's why it went straight from three to trade. Because but the, you can if you, if you have done. the
2: first couple or three, you can you can get the last one digital, digitally. Right.
1: That's true. Yeah. And for two ninety nine for forty eight pages, man, that's
4: no one does that. And it's right. full of words.
1: Full of words. But it's, it's good. It's no, it's good. Like the art is. I, more than I ever expected. It's awesome. It's really. It's a fun to book, too. I mean, it's fun. Anyway. Um, okay, so let's do uh, Deadpool number one. All right. Uh,
2: number one. Or oh, number. sorry. 35. Number 30. God, what number? 36?
1: Is it? 36? Sorry. Deadpool, th- yeah, it's 36. That's my bad. You find your book, Chef. Well, you know. It's one of those
2: things. You find your book.
1: Shed. Anyway, so Deadpool, as everybody knows, he's a merc with mouth. Uh, pretty well indestructible. Healing factor. Uh, this particular issue, we've recently, Deadpool's been married to a queen of the underworld. Uh, since found a daughter named Ellie, and uh, he's got a friend of his who has DNA. Well, he's a friend, but by, by happenstance, but he's got DNA of Deadpool in him, so he looks like a rotted like elf guy. Uh, his name is Kim. Uh, anyway. So as far as setup's concerned, the beginning of this book, we have Deadpool. He's cutting up a, uh, like, Thanksgiving ham is what it looks like. And at the table, he's got a couple faces we recognize. Ellie's there, and we've got the old lady. And we wind up, as he's serving food to him, um, he looks down and realizes his leg's been cut off. And he's like, what the hell's going on? From there, he wakes up in the infirmary at the X-Mansion. And he's fighting all the cables and all the IVs plugged into him, and Beast and Nightcrawler are trying to settle him down. Uh, and Beast tells him, yeah, well, you're not very good with anesthesia, because it just wears off on you. So, sorry for the trouble. We have to go fight this problem out in Genosha, because everything's going to hell in X-Men world, like always. So anyway, Beast leaves pretty quick. Uh, we find out that Deadpool basically gave up a bunch of his organs to help Kim stay alive. Because uh, his organs are rotting and dying inside, so they cut out his liver. And since Deadpool just growing back, kind of a smart idea. Except they don't—they don't really know how they're going to work inside this Kim guy. Anyway, so we get some Deadpool hilarity. He suits back up, gets ready to leave, and everyone's rushing off to put on their suits to go out to Genosha to fight the Red Skull Apocalypse. I don't know, Red Skull in uh, onslaught mix the Axis thing. And uh, everyone's like, are you coming, Deadpool? He's like, oh, no, you know, I've got things to go do. And then he uh, runs into... Uh, God, what's his name? Uh, oh, Evan. And he sees Evan as a pink ghost. And we find out that Evan's being projected from Genosha, where everything's going to hell, by Quantum. Uh, and the only person that can see him is Deadpool. No one else can see him there. And he's asking, telling him, we need help, we need help. And Deadpool's like, oh, you need a... Uh, he just. Deadpool's not going to go help him. So he pretends like he can't understand him or can't hear him. And he's like, get the, get the guy closer to me so maybe I can understand him. Anyways, as Deadpool is trying to leave, uh, he runs into Storm, who also asked him to join the group. And since, since then, this is happening after Wolverine's death. And uh, he's like, you know what? I'm going to tell you no. And he looks at the kids down the hallway. And he's like, I want everybody to know this. I've been invited to be part of the X Men. I turned him down. It's like a big thing, and it's Deadpool hilarity, man. Like, it's just it's just funny the way he does it. But it's very... Uh, we had a few issues, I don't know, back in the previous series. He tried to become an X-Men, like, really, really bad. And now he's been invited, and he's like, you yeah, know... Anyway, um... Book-wise, just more hilarity. Once, once Deadpool gets outside, he realizes the entire city's gone crazy. They're all being influenced by the Red Skull, and he's basically programmed all the regular people to kill mutants. Just in general he winds up saving this girl who has the ability to tell the truth. Uh, Takes her down to the evil queen wife's lair under the city. So she can stay protected. Anyway, he talks to her for a second. She's super pissed because he's not there to help. He's like, well, I got something else I gotta go do. Uh, So she basically has him thrown out into the sewer. From there, uh, he winds up encountering Magneto. Who comes to recruit him to join Magneto's team to fight against Axis. Or the Red Skull... Uh onslaught mix. and uh, This Red Skulls thing seems pretty important. Right? It's crazy, man. Well, like, Magneto shows up, and the first thing he does is pin Deadpool to the ceiling with a piece of iron, like... And Deadpool pulls out this uh, a knife and tries... Well, it's not a regular knife. Gosh, what they tell you what it is? A carbon fiber blade. And, uh... Magneto's like, well, I'm impressed with your ingenuity. And he's like, so, you're gonna come join my team? And Deadpool's like, uh, why don't I kill you? because I need you to help me save the world. And we find out that uh, Magneto's recruited himself a interesting batch of villains. Uh, which, I know they go over more in the Magneto book, but, so we've got Dr. Doom, or a Doombot, uh, <laughs> Deadpool, the Absorbing Man, Loki, Magneto, and Sabretooth, all basically going after the Red Skull. So we get some of that play out. Um, at one point, Sabretooth gets blasted with, I have to assume it's some type of Omega Beam or something. But, uh, He's on the dead ground, looks pretty dead. Deadpool goes over, I, and it's the voiceover for Deadpool. He's like, so I did anything I do for a brother. And you see him start giving mouth-to-mouth to Sabretooth. And Sabretooth's like, hey, I'm okay. In battle, you do things for your brothers. And then you see Sabertooth get zapped again, and Deadpool goes right back to giving him mouth-to-mouth. Which is pretty gross. From there, we get some stuff with the, with the Scarlet Witch and, uh, and Doom doing magic stuff, and Deadpool talks about a flash that made everybody black out and then he leaves after that the battle's over he goes back home uh he takes some phone calls his neighbors are all being weirdly nice to him anyway he goes inside blacks out has his whole inner monologue thing with himself where we meet uh I guess he's artist Deadpool full on suit like painting and then we have zen buddhist type Deadpool and then uh, another version of Deadpool it's in his underwear so the Zen Buddhist one decides he's going to take over and that the regular Deadpool is going to get to sit out for a while. The Flash at the end, we wind up seeing him outside, how he's fixed the whole yard, This Deadpool's yard was a freaking wreck before. And he's got turned into like a stone garden, a Zen garden, and his costume is no longer red and black, it's gray and white. And he looks very monkish. So I guess the next batch of books are going to be dealing with this version of Deadpool. Which, I don't know, if you, if you read Deadpool, and you you know he's crazy. So, it makes for an awesome story. And the art's, art's really good in it. The cover on this one's awesome. It's Iron Man all blacked out, and Deadpool getting ready to plug him in with, a, like, a Mac plug. Which, at one point, he does get Tony Stark to... During the battle, Tony's suit gives out. And basically, he goes to recharge him, and he makes Tony Stark invite him to be Avenger. Great, it was only for a day, so now technically he's been invited to be an X-Men and an Avenger in the same day. It's like a checklist for him. It's pretty funny. Uh, anyway, book score, uh, I give it a three, you know. It's fun. Deadpool's fun. The art's good. It, it's interesting to see this other version of him, so, I don't know, it would be another batch of Deadpool craziness. Mr. Mike, his score for the Deadpool?
2: was nah, two and a half. I wasn't, it just didn't do much for me.
1: Yeah. Well, he's Deadpool.
2: Art-wise and just story-wise, it's just nonsense.
1: <laughs> well, that's what Deadpool does
2: Yeah I mean it's a little different oh. than when the series first started The Dead Presidents I mean it has, right. that has some structure Yeah to,
1: this one's also supposed to be It's tie into Axis So he, they don't get to do their own thing They have to basically deal with what's going on in the world during Axis so,
2: It's reading a that, more so. sedate
3: uh, Deadpool than yeah. what we've come to expect
1: Very true and because
4: it's connected to the other story And that's what's really fueling <sighs> what's happening uh, Mr. Curtis? I'm with Mike. I'm going to give it a two and a half um, for the art. The art's pretty darn good. Right. Mike, Mike Hawthorne, I think, is the one that's doing it. and he's uh, He's been yeah, doing it, it for a while, so he's got it down. And uh, just very uh, fluid art, so I'm going to give it a two and a half. Cool. Uh, Mr.
1: Craig? Eh,
3: two and a half sounds fair. It's like, it's obviously uh, nudging you to get these other books, it seems like to me.
1: Well, it's a tie-in, but, so yeah. Mm-hmm. They I mean, they cover things pretty good in it for being a tie-in book, but I mean, ultimately the main battle with or the main recruitment happens during Magneto's book. This book is a side tie-in when he picks up Deadpool, and then from there the battle itself is going to play out in Access. So, right? Yeah, it's a lead into something else. Is pretty much how they always do it. This one also uh, is written by Duggan, not by it's not the two of them together. Um,
4: Gary Duggan and Brian Pasane. Yeah,
1: this one's just this one does not Saint on it. It was just Duggan. So I don't know if Pisane's gone-gone, or if it's just because it's a tie-in book or what. So maybe part of the hilarity we see from him is not in there because of that. All right, uh, let's move on to d Boulder's Gate.
4: Let's do it. Curtis? <clears throat> I'm not familiar with Dungeons & Dragons. I don't play. Right. Um, I've read some previous stuff with the Fell 5. This is totally new to me. I have no idea what's going on, but they started out well. Uh, It's written by uh, Jim Zub, art by Max Dunbar, and colors by John Paul Beauvais. And uh, this uh, story arc is called Tyranny of Dragons, and it's Legends of Bouldersgate. So we open up with a, uh, we find out is a moon elf running from a couple of flying gargoyles, and there's an overshadow of uh, what the city's about, Bouldersgate. It's a city of heroes, legends, of course. So she's being chased, she gets picked up by one in she snaps out of her knapsack she's got on her back and falls on another one and uh... she's trying to stab them and it's a gargoyle and it's made of stone so she can't so she grabs them by the horns and they fly into the ground and she runs up to a couple of uh, city guards there and there's two more of these flying gargoyles and they attack the city guards and kill them so she runs away from them into kind of the the city market town square and she's going through a tent, and uh, she comes up on this big statue. Um, it's obviously made out of stone, and it's a guy garbed in uh, full protective armor, and he's got what looks like to be a hamster in his hands. So uh, she turns around, and she sees a bunch of ladies, and she's, or a bunch of people, and she sees these gargoyles attacking um, everybody. So then she tries to do some magic by saying some colorful words, and the magic kind of, uh, kind of backfires and goes back and hits the statue that's behind her now, and turns the statue into a living person. And this person has this hamster in his hands, and he says, "Stand down, dirty minions of evil, or face my hamster's wrath." And the hamster's just sitting there like, <laughs> "All right." <clears throat> so then uh, he tells this this girl, who we learn her name is, um, yeah, what was her name? Delina. So he has, says, hold my hamster, Delena, or Nira. He calls her Nira, but her name is Delena. So he's kind of obviously not all there. Right. So he goes and attacks all these uh, these uh, gargoyles and destroys them all. And then uh, she, the, the city guard, two, four more people of the city guard come up, and they're like, hey, what about these two guys that were killed out here, and they think they did it. So she does some more magic, some color splash and flash, and mm-hmm. kind of blinds everybody. Right. And then uh, they take off running, and he still thinks she's near it, and she's got his hamster, and they're running away from the city guard. And uh, they kind of get some distance between them, and uh, she kind of describes where they're at and, and what it is in Boulder's Gate because he's from a different part of uh, uh, the, uh, I don't know, stratosphere, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I had it written down where he's from, but I can't remember. I'll find it real quick. and freshman. So I'm not certain where that's at or how this all ties in, but right. He takes his little hamster back and climbs up on his uh his shoulder and we learn that his name is Minsk and the hamster's name is Boo. And evidently online I've kind of read that hey these guys are big in Boulder's Gate. Huh, okay. <clears throat> so uh what's your name? Delina kind of tells him why she's there. She's trying to find his brother. He's disappeared. And uh Of course, Minsk is like, yeah, I'll help. Um, And there's a couple few lines in here that are pretty funny. And he says, if there is danger, then I shall danger it. And then he says, if there is evil to be kicked, I shall be the kicker. So he's got, there's a lot of uh, funny lines in this book because it's Jim Zub. So uh, uh, the guard catches up to him and they start running again. And they're like, hey, we're good guys and you should know this. And as the guard is approaching, we see two people kind of jump down out of nowhere and take out the guard. And we find out that they're thieves. And that's kind of where it ends off with uh, Minsk and and Delena and basing off against two thieves. Right on. It's a really, really well written book. And if you've been reading um, Pathfinder. Oh, right, right, yeah. Same, same, uh, uh, what are they called? Guy that writes it? Same writer? Same writer. (laughs) <laughs> Same writer. He's good. He's done uh, Skull Kickers and all right. that. So it's it's very, very good, well-written book. The art is fantastic in it, and it matches what Jim Zub's trying to do. It just kind of flows really well. It's cool. There's comedy. There's danger. There's adventure. It's a really good first issue for anybody to read, not just people who know Boulder's Gate and Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Well, all that stuff with Pathfinder came out really
1: good and I'm not really familiar with Pathfinder Mm -hmm. whatsoever but those books were great. So if it's in the same vein of that,
4: then that's a win. Uh, What did you score-wise? I'm going to give it... If I knew more about the characters, I'd probably give it a 5. I'm going to give it a a
1: 4.5.
4: It's a very, very well-written first issue and it it lends to you wanting to read more because it starts out fast. It stays action-packed, but you still learn. Right. The art's great, and then it ends on a cliffhanger. So. Right, right. Uh, Mr. Mike?
2: I got a chance to look through it and read it up a little bit. It seems uh, just enough comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, fairly lighthearted. I'll give it a three-and-a-half.
1: Okay. Mr. Craig?
3: I'll give it a three-and-a-half with the hopes that it's going to be another, you know, Fells 5. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I I didn't actually get to read this at all, so I don't have this. I don't have a score with it. I like the art a lot, and I like all the Pathfinder stuff, I liked. So, with that in mind, I mean, if this books anything like that, then it should be fantastic. But I don't really have a score for it. Dun, dun, dun. Well, you know, I can make one up, but it's not quite points the same, for honesty. Uh. Sometimes you a, which dumb. does
2: not usually happen a lot in that hey, side. Are you room. No, yeah, not
1: true <laughs> at all. I'm so full of crap. All right, uh, so let's move on to Arkham Manor, number one. Mike? Mr. Craig, you want to regale us with some Arkham Manor?
3: Uh, Well, Arkham Manor opens out with a shot of uh, the old Arkham Asylum collapsing in on itself. It's good stuff. In spectacular fashion. And then uh, they have uh, gotten up in arms about having a bunch of insane people at the stadium because well, how can you tell the uh, inmates from, you know, the regular insane people at a sporting event? <laughs> when was that yeah, supposed
2: yes. to have happened? Is that during, like, Forever Evil or something? I want
1: to say it's during, not Forever Evil. It's It's got to be during uh, something to do inside of uh, Batman Eternal. And I'm not current on Eternal, so I don't know if that's where it happened Well, or I'm not. a couple
2: issues down, but nothing yeah, like that Yeah, I think we're all,
1: we're all in the same boat with that because me and Rob are trying to figure it out, but both of us are two, like, maybe three issues behind in that series. But, yeah, whatever series it happens in, for whatever reason um yeah. whatever happened to arkham the baby ah, got destroyed it,
3: it takes place after batman eternal 30
1: okay so, so batman eternal 30 gives you the answers we to haven't that. gotten there yet i don't think it's even released actually <laughs> which is kind of weird
3: so yeah everybody's kind of in the dark about the uh about the happenings. Uh, happenings uh going into this i guess but uh, they decide to shove everybody into uh, Wayne Manor, because why not?
1: Well, at this point, from what I, I get from this book, apparently Bruce has allowed the manor itself to fall as forfeit somehow. Uh, the mayor, eminent domain. In, yeah, eminent domain. They exercised
2: eminent domain, so the, he allowed the it. The
1: mayor takes it over, but yeah, basically he allowed it. Huh.
3: It mentioned something in the caption about the idiot's son lost the family fortune and nobody lives there. So, yeah, well, I think so. Until we get the rest of the details, right? We, huh?
1: Yeah. I thought
3: Bruce was doing kind of good there. <laughs> well, he's got too. a lot of toys, you know. Shh, still, keep that on the down low. But anyway, uh, Wayne Manor is now Arkham Manor, and uh, <laughs> Bruce is living in the Batcave and has taken precautions to seal off the uh, Batcave from the Manor, which could prove problematic when this all blows over. Right. But whatever, it's done is done, and... Alfred is a little not happy about that, but he's soldiering on because Alfred's a badass.
1: Well, yeah, he believes that with the problem the city was having, that he believes the father would have probably allowed it to happen, too. Not necessarily for the same reasons, but he believes that Bruce's dad would have allowed him to use the space in the manor to try to house these people. So he's okay with it, even though he's not happy about it.
3: Right, right. He is called into uh, Wayne Manor, or... Arkham Manor, I should say, right. on trouble because apparently uh, one of the inmates has been found dead and nobody knows who. Right. Sounds like a job for world's greatest detective. Of course. So Batman uh, gets himself locked up into uh, Arkham Manor by uh, taking a dead uh, homeless man's name.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. It's just like the Madge Malone idea. He basically created himself another persona, mm-hmm. and this this is Jack. Uh, what's his persona's name? Is Jack Sh- Jack Slade? I think. Is it Slade? I thought I think something different. I don't remember the Jack Shaw. Jack Shaw, and uh, Jack Shaw has got a gold tooth, and he's like supposed to be a crazy murderer guy, and it looks awesome. And the whole idea of Bruce having another persona that's more like a homicidal killer. Uh, pretty epic actually I think that's really cool uh, Craig, you got a score for the book?
3: Uh, there's too many things it ties into I gotta see those other things Right It doesn't stand on its well, own so well I, in my opinion I'll give it a two
1: and a half Okay Mr. Mike?
2: Well at first I was kind of put off by the art but uh, I was speaking with Curtis earlier I kind of opened my mind and looked through it again it's not so much hard. maybe it's the coloring
1: hmm.
2: it's kind of it's everything is muted and there's only like two dip, two pages that kind of change the color palette a little bit so it kind of all just kind of
1: well it's all very dark i mean it's yeah, definitely a more I mean, gritty I mean, there's thing not a whole
2: lot of yeah. variation to that green wash there might be some potential there i don't know how long they can keep this going supposedly they're supposed to go until they rebuild the arkham asylum right so i'm assuming it's kind of somewhat of a limited
1: you know, it's. I guess it depends on how well it does. I mean, I, how long can you have Batman being being this Jack Shaw character, and be Batman I, at if the same you're throw time? Throw this
2: book into the Batman pile. I, you know, I'll give it two and a half.
1: Okay, Curtis didn't read it. Didn't read it. Mm-mm. <sighs> Sad day. Mm. I give it a three and a half. Like I, I liked it a lot, but I like the idea of Batman having other personas and playing those parts out. So I'm pretty interested to see how that plays out. And the art style, yeah, the coloring is a little off putting, but I think the book itself is supposed to be darker anyway so I, I think it's intentional I guess it depends on whether it rolls that way or not because basically like, the only things that are really poppy is the blood other than that, everything else is very, like you said, muted the flashbacks are a paler color but the only time I really see like a, a, a red really used is on the, the dead guy so I, I think it's setting
2: a tone more than anything else and it's the same artist that did that Phantom X mini oh, right, okay
1: yeah, okay, I can see that
3: or was the dead guy anybody important? Not that I'm aware of. It's okay. not. Uh-uh.
1: But it's been the second murder, so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see who the other murder was, because this one is not a name I recognize. Anyway, uh, so let's move
4: on to something really twisted. Okay. Colder. <clears throat> Dark we can sea. do that. By the <laughs> same people who did the first one, uh, Paul Tobin and Juan, who I never pronounce his last name right, Ferreria? Ferreira, sure. Ferreira, 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 Jacques. I, I apologize, Jaca. Juan,
2: if you listen. Also the same artist for Kiss Me, Satan. Yep,
4: and uh, I think we talked about Predators. Oh, yeah, predator? yeah, yeah. Great,
3: there goes a subscriber right there, dude. Who? Can't say Juan, his name. I
4: know, I apologize. So anyway, we open up with our, uh, our prior, what are they, protagonist or antagonist? Yeah. Who leads the story? Protagonist. Protagonist. So, and uh, what was his name? Jeez, OP. Oh, Pete, I just had it too. Declan. Uh, Are you talking about the the blonde guy? Or yeah. The, oh man.
2: Does he have a last name?
4: Yeah, Thomas. Declan. Declan Thomas. And uh, he's he's the main guy in the story. He was in the last one as well with Nimble Jack. And he's waking up with Reese, who he met in the last story as well, who was kind of his care provider. Right before he got out of his old whatever it was. So they wake up and they talk about being in love and how she's got to go to work. And um, they're walking on his way to work, and he says that he can heal people. And we find that out in the last issue or the last series as well. Right. And it's called Colder because he's not exactly alive. He's not exactly dead. And when he uses his gift to heal those who are kind of mentally ill, he kind of becomes colder, and that's where it comes from. Right. Right. Basically, eat, eats crazy. Yeah. yeah. And his
2: body temperature drops. The
4: insane world, they call it. Right. So they're on on way to work, and uh, he sees this guy talking gibberish on the uh, street. And he goes over, touches him on the head, and the guy's like, what was I just talking about? So right there on the second page, we get this idea of what he did, what he does. Right. So then they're talking about, and he's also, uh, like, there's so much to do in curing the insanity he finds. And they show this where he's walking by another patient in a hospital, and he hears them talking, uh, Harrow Gate, they're coming through, and he, he goes into the room, um, does his magic, and walks away. And the guy comes out and sees a nurse walking by. He's like, hey, can you tell me why I'm here? So, again, we get another kind of essence of why. Right. And then we see, uh, we kind of flash to another guy walking through, kind of like this bistro on the street, and he's talking on his phone and tapping on it and then we see this uh, guy in a fedora just kind of stare back at him and you see the tap 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 on the phone and uh, he says a hand knocks on the farmers door and we see like a guy holding a, a, a cone an ice cream cone and we see another hand tapping on on like a table and then we see the guy smile and his smile instead of teeth he's got like little tiny fingers with long claws when he smiles and it's freaky and creepy as hell and then he says it's harvest time so then he goes up to the guy and and he taps him on the shoulder the guy turns around and the guy with the hat says I need these and he cuts off his fingers and then he sees a, somebody walking a dog and he cuts off their fingers and uh, he sees this kid holding an ice cream cone and the kid loses their fingers and he's harvesting fingers at this point And when he picks up the one from the kid, or I mean the lady walking the dog, he's like, oh, this one's very, very good. Uh, Look at the soft skin, the fine tapering. So this guy's creepy as hell. So now he's got a handful of fingers, and he turns around and says, anyone else? And he's got people surrounding him with no fingers. So he's cut off a bunch of people's fingers. So then we cut back to uh, Edward Cowell's Institute, which is where Reese works, who is Declan's girlfriend. Right and uh, she's taken him to there so he can help these other people but as she says again every time he uses his ability he gets colder and he has a temperature gauge with him them thermometer yeah not a temperature gauge and he meets all their friends and they start talking about him when he walks away because he's gonna go start with the most insane patients first and they're all talking and then she gives a backstory about her being his caretaker and then we see when He's actually in that room with with Nimblejack, and the police are there with her from the first one from the first uh miniseries so he's got he's he's sitting there in his vegetative state like he was, and we see Nimblejack sitting across and Nimblejack was a crazy crazy character in the first series, so if you get a chance, you should definitely read that yeah
1: he was yeah
4: you don't need to read it to catch up on this one because this one's like a standalone itself but So then she's she's just kind of telling three of her friends that are like, ooh, I want to run my fingers through his hair for like ten minutes, and they're just in love with him at this point. And uh, we kind of catch up with him when he walks into a room, and there's a a kid sitting on the bed, and he walks in, and the kid's talking, and this monster-looking Cthulhu without the tentacles thing pops up behind him, and uh, he walks out, and the kid's sleeping. And he walks into this other room, and there's a bunch of tentacles coming from this bed, and there's this guy sitting on them. And uh, he walks over to it and, and, and obviously helps him. And then he goes to another room where there's this lady uh, standing up on a bed, and every every other sentence she's saying, she's saying blood. And uh, there's a monster that pops up behind her and eyes everywhere like a giant spider. And uh, he looks at his thermometer, and it says 62.3. And he was running it about 80 prior to going in so he's been losing some of his temperature and then they start talking again and and, uh... they're back outside and they're just together and we see kind of what he does uh... when he touches somebody and this is nimble jack from the last issue where he touches the skin and his fingers kind of just meld into his face and you have all these rainbow veins and stuff and it's pretty crazy and kind of sickening and they're walking (laughs) around and and uh... just talking about what he's doing and that she lied to them about what he does and she says I didn't lie I just omitted some facts because that's gonna drive people crazy so then they walk across like a, a, a trash can and like four buckets on the street we don't know why and then we see some like from a bird's eye view and these birds fly over this bucket and then we see the same guy who just cut off all these fingers walking up the the road and he walks between him and, and her and he's like hello Declan and she's like who was that and he's like I have no idea So we follow him further down the road, and he's looking for uh, something fresh. And uh, not too fresh, and he's talking to these people, and he says, You have lice, you're undesirable. Um, You have fleas, you're undesirable. And he comes up on this dead bird in a crate, and he's like, Ah, you have maggots. And uh, he asks the bird if I can have one, and he touches the bird, and the birds like showing its rib cage and it's dead you can tell but the bird comes alive after he touches it so he's like good bird can I have one of those please and he reaches into the the rib cage of the bird and pulls out a maggot and puts it in a planter he was carrying as like a seed and he's like watch our garden grow and then he's uh, after that he <laughs> throws the bird in his mouth and starts eating the bird like full on full bird in his mouth with his finger teeth Creepy as all hell. So then he's like, okay, now that I have this, I need milk, milk, milk. So he runs over to this guy um, by a car, and there's a bucket, just an empty bucket sitting on the car, and he rings this guy's arm, and there's like white stuff that comes out of it. And uh, he just calls it milk, and he crushes this other guy's head and uh, slits this other guy's throat, and then he rings a dog in half for milk, and he's got this bucket and then he rings this person he picks up this person and rings their body and this white milk comes out so then we see uh we flash back to Declan and uh Reese and in their household and they're talking about uh foreplay getting it on and saying i need 4 minutes before you tell me cuz your body's so cold and um we see that they're asleep and then we see the same guy with his hat creak open the door at about 2:40 a.m. walks back into the bedroom and uh He's like, hello, Declan," and there's like four panels, and each panel, you see these tiny little fingers poke out of his head and the face, and it creates the cover, and his face is just made up of all kinds of fingers and creepy as hell, and he says, it's swivel, and he says, can I see these, and grabs his hand, and he says, "Uh, yes, they're doing very well, very well. I brought some milk for you for the for, it's good for the crops, and he pours the milk on his hand while he's sleeping. And I do not I don't remember if I mentioned his name was Swivel, which is strange to me. But he's like, and then he's like, here I brought you some cookies, and I can't really tell what they are. They look like like pistachio nuts, but without the pistachio nut in them, so just the shell. And he's like, you can put them, you can put them in your mouth and chew. And then he picks up his bucket and walks away. And then he says, "Soon it's time to harvest." So, evidently, he's got some knowledge of who Declan is. And it's creepy. It's it's actually a pretty creepy story. Uh, the first one was really creepy. This one's matching it. It's just really good. And uh, Paul Tobin's on a on a tear with this series. So.
2: That is one thing in the first one they didn't really he didn't really cover on purpose. Mm-hmm. where Declan how Declan got that. Declan got that way or or where he came from. Or, right. So Is it little, Declan? Declan or I don't Declan? know. Uh, There's right. a lot to explore there. Yeah.
4: And I mean fingers are a thing for him because in the last issue they had that hand come out of the car. The taxi. Mm. Not the last issue but the That's last series. The previous series. A yeah. hand come out. He's He's got a thing with hands. A it gives
3: voice. me a, a strong uh, Barker vibe. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of the bol- um, body politic. Mm-hmm. Here's a finger for you. Huh. I've got enough of
1: those <laughs>
4: <laughs> the right, hate score of book Um, uh, I'm gonna do this 4.75 okay 4.75 <laughs> it's a really good book there's just more that I need right uh, the art is just super super wow. awesome uh, you cannot go wrong with the with one I right. don't want to say his last name but Tobin's becoming a very a good, uh, very favorite writer for me right now. Cool. Just a, like Jim Zub. Right. Um, I'll I'll buy what they're what they're writing. Pretty much. Cool. So.
1: Mr. Mike.
2: I'll agree. Four point seven five. You can't go wrong with these two and the art. I mean, the, the last art. book was creepy as hell. Right. And this one's shaping up to be the same way. It, it's.
4: This one's starting out quicker than the last yeah. mini, yeah. Well, the other one built into it a little oh, yeah. bit. I mean, we're going
2: it on on the it. last one got insane. Yeah. Some of the stuff that he yeah. grew in that mm-hmm. book, it just... So no, good. I don't think anybody could touch that. No. And this one, yeah. It's shaping up to be Amazing. It's, getting yeah, creepy as hell. Right. Craig? Well, we'll give it a four.
3: I haven't got to uh, read all the way through it. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, if it makes me think of uh, Clive Barker, then it's pretty in good company. So, yeah.
1: All right, um, yeah, I give it a four. A four, also. I like the first series was crazy. Like that first cover with the hand through the n- mouth and the eyes. It's just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, at least from from a first issue standpoint, it's almost like we're getting more backstory. Maybe that's the whole point of this one. Granted, we don't know anything about Swivel yet, but man, well, most I, of- if you like horror stories like at all. That's it's pretty. It's in your ballpark because
4: that's really all it really is. Well, that first issue of the last series that threw me off of it. Oh, right. And I love horror, but I could not look at that damn cover. Mm. So,
2: you know, at least well, this, the first issue on this one is it's more grounded and ready to go. Right, because you're already, he's already he's, he's has a purpose.
1: Right. Well, at this point, we figure he's got a reason for what he's doing or whatever. So. But yeah, like it was like with the very first time they showed it, we saw that cover out in San Diego. When mm-hmm. uh, the guys like, yeah, we had the I had the art originally in my house, and my girlfriend told me I had to take it out of there because it creeped her out just knowing it was in the house. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, it's art style wise, yeah. If you like horror stories, that's it's a place to be. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Deathstroke number one, Mister Mike.
2: Deathstroke number one. One of my favorite, if not my favorite, villain of the DC universe.
1: Right. This will be our second part to our Wilkin combo. Yeah, this is the first hey. character
2: in the new Fifty Two that gets a second chance, second chance after the first, <sighs> last book got canceled.
1: Well, that's not totally true. I mean, Teen Titans. Well, they did, Explan- yeah, but it never got canceled. It never got canceled. Oh, they just re- right. That's this true. one got canceled. That's true. Out. It did. That's a good point.
2: Um. Tony Daniel. Yes, Tony Daniel. Written and then penciled by, yeah. and then colored by Tomu Mori.
4: I think is doing the inks on it. San- Yeah, Floria Sandu, Sandu. Floria,
2: and then uh, Daniel Floria did the cover, huh. and Mori. Cool. So, we start off this book with the, uh, the typical Deathstroke inner monologue, explaining uh, how he is a mercenary for hire and he's taken a job in a country he was asked by the uh, leader not to ever come back to but this is an easy one in and out so he took the job so we're getting back to the the real death stroke
4: right killer for hire style or, yeah he says something like it's it's not his name it's his job
2: right that's not who he is it's yeah, that's what he does yeah. it's not who he is um so he hops on his plane, he's looking through uh, the target list, and he does recognize someone he remembers, Possum, right. which I'm not sure who that is, so they must have history somewhere along the lines of the DC universe. But
1: Maybe I don't recognize him either, but doesn't mean anything.
2: So he's off to Russia to meet with his contact, an- Angelica, right? Wh- who he uh, trusts a great deal. She's right. the best. Um, and after an interesting evening with her, he gets to work. Yeah, and the way this book, the layouts, the panel layouts in this book are amazing. The art is just—it's
1: very action-packed. Yeah, I very... mean, they get very like yeah. Curtis
2: said, it was cinematic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
2: true. So it's uh, slash pop, 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 pop. All yeah. those, all those people so are it's, gone.
4: It's like a storyboard. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Well,
1: that's that's He says no yeah. one
2: puts up a fight, and if they they, they see him behind them in the mirror, they know it's over. <laughs> There's one survivor who was not on his list, which he lets go. Mm-hmm. So that's we're back to the honorable death stroke. We're back in like the uh, John's Teen Titan days. Right. Very honorable.
1: Yeah. Code, his own code. Yeah.
2: Um, however, his contact, Angelica, uh, decides she's stopped by to watch and informs him that uh, she set him up. And uh, Possum is sitting there still alive, tied to a chair, and uh, this Angelica picks up a mobile phone from the nightstand that's, that's transmitting a strange signal that they say only Deathstroke can hear. Right. Possum says a few keywords, and Deathstroke freaks out and drops, it's like a mental attack. He right. can't control his motor functions.
1: Well, yeah, they say something about him having some type of memories that had been blocked and this is, I think he's supposed to be releasing that. But it's messing with his head pretty hardcore.
2: Yeah, and he just drops. And at that time, Possum is out of the chair, and he just obliterates Angelica's face. I mean, she, thats it's like a bloody spray. Yeah,
1: it's pretty bad.
2: Um, Deathstroke can't do anything about it. However, as Possum keeps talking to him, Deathstroke rattles off some numbers and letters. Right. Some kind of code. Um, He's not even sure what he's doing. That's what Possum was waiting to hear, and he says he is no more use, so he's going to kill him. He wants to work out his uh, healing factor so you see how far he can push it.
1: Right, you're going to test it.
2: But as he goes for the killing blow, Deathstroke blocks it, turns the sword around, and shoves it through his mouth up through the top of Possum's head.
1: Well, he shows it backwards. That's yeah. the handle that comes out the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he yeah.
2: messes him up. So he's in pretty bad shape. He's been chopped at and stabbed. And uh, he decides he ought to get the hell out of Dodge right. before backup arrives. Well, backup's a little late. So, in typical Deathstroke fashion, he jumps out with a big backdrop of explosions. Uh, there's a helicopter. There's soldiers. And as he hits the ground, he runs into some armored soldiers, which... Uh,
4: they look like the are Keth. From Mass Effect. Um, yeah, they look
2: pretty they strange. It's like they got a big eyeball in the middle of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do look like those. And he <laughs> determines that their body armor is pretty,
1: pretty good body armor. Yeah. yeah. So
2: he's, he makes a comment. So go for the stupid mask. Yeah. It's our weak spot. Right.
4: And, and he mentioned the chest or the neck.
2: In the neck. Yeah. So he dispatches them fairly easily. I see. De- you, know, you see decapitations all over. And then. Uh, a couple of rockets come his way, and you think he's uh, blown the bits. It
1: doesn't go so well for him. No. <laughs> At that time,
2: he shows Possum up on the rooftop telling him, run, Deathstroke, run, because he's healed, obviously. He must have. He heals
4: damn quick. Yeah. Way yeah. quicker than Slade.
2: So Deathstroke's kind of uh, staggering his way through. Somewhere in, in this, this, this city in Russia, Try, looking trying to remember who he's looking for to help him, the, the guy that owes him. And he finds his way there. And this guy named Aiching. Aiching. And Aiching tells him to sit. Well, he drops flat on his face. And as you can see, uh, if you look at that panel, half the back of his head is yes. missing.
4: And he was missing an arm in the previous panels.
2: Right
1: least part of
4: his arm. Yeah. Not the whole thing, but part of it. Yeah.
2: yeah. So in the, in, in on the next page, um, it's been 16 days, and he's starting to come to. And uh, somebody's telling me, telling him, I Ching's telling him that, that he's safe. And uh, tells him that he is indebted to him. And Slade is uh, uh, telling him, wait, so he just feels something's way, way off. And on the very last page, he's what the hell did you do to me? And what you see is a blood-soaked young Slade Wilson.
4: With both eyes. Both eyes, no right. gray
2: hair. I mean, he looks really young. He so. looks
4: like Batman.
1: Yeah, he looks a like Bruce
4: Wayne.
2: Yeah, he exactly. Does. Yeah. So yeah. the next issue is the secret past of Slade Wilson. So pretty solid first issue.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that in catch is crazy. That a whole Great very, very action. Yeah. Oh, it's a yeah, man. If you like action. Bloodbath, it's awesome. God, it's it's awesome. Deathstroke
2: Done Right. Yeah.
1: It's really it's really, it's really good. Uh Craig, you a score book?
3: Uh a lot of Sturm and Drang and it didn't mean anything to me. So it didn't do anything for me.
1: Is that a number, Craig? What do you got there? You, you didn't read it? Or there's too much blood for you to see through the Negative words?
3: point five. How about that? Oh, wow. Such a,
1: such
2: well, I, a I, I, I figure Such I'd give it a f I would give it ai would give it a four and a half, but that's but I'm biased because I love Deathstroke and Tony Daniel. Man. He's fantastic, yeah. I, I gave it a four and a half.
1: So I like I'm gonna go with Craig didn't read it. <laughs>
4: well I liked that he, he mentioned or Possum told him are you using ninety percent of your brain now? Right. Um, we're gonna test that healing factor. So if anybody didn't know that he had those, they do now. I didn't know that. I knew he had something like that, but I didn't know how ninety percent of his brain. Yeah, his main the in the old canon, his main abilities was
1: he used ninety percent of his brain, which allowed him let him think faster and different ways than most people think, and mm-hmm. he had a healing factor. Right. Tested healing factor. I don't know if it ever
4: got tested or not. A lot like of his, own,
1: his main thing is that he was really smart and he was super good at super
4: strength. Though, yeah. Basically. Um. Art, of course, Tony Daniel's amazing. Right. The layouts were oh, fantastic, yeah. very cinematic, like we said. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a four. All right. I would give it more, but there's not a mu- much story. Right. We don't know what he's doing right now. Yet. Yet. But I'm gonna give it a four.
2: All right. We got to give a shout out to Mr. Perez, who was the creator, the creator of Deathstroke, yeah. and he's a hell of a good dude. Right.
1: That's true. Yeah, I I'd follow suit and give it a four also. Like it it's it's good. Like the art is awesome. Uh, if you haven't if you don't realize you've read Tony Downs before, he did the first half of Superman Wonder Woman, which is great. Um and this book follows suit, like it's awesome. He's written Batman stuff before too. He did detective. Battle for the Cow, did detective books. Uh Image he did the tenth, he did F five. Oh, I uh, love that
4: book.
1: Man. He did Adrenaline. Mm-hmm. So like the dude's been doing books for a while, and they're most of them are really good. Like I'll give you F Five Wayne for a minute, but it was still a fun book. Like, and he did good.
2: nail. He did nail the feel of Deathstroke. I mean, just like I said, the inner monologue he does. Well, yeah, there's a lot in of the inner beginning, monologue actually, and, and, and that's, do, that's like, what they, Deathstroke always does. There's
1: a really cool scene, like the first I want to say first page, where he's got a wall of his arsenal, and you see all three different masks he's had in the yeah. current DC universe as being actually different masks rather than just people. drew, drew yeah, Different, different
2: designs. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: that was pretty cool.
4: Like the one reason I gave it a four is because he no longer has the eye patch at the end of the book. And Which that's is crazy. Kinda, I kinda, that's his trademark. One yeah. of his trademarks. Yeah. I've always kind of thought Deathstroke is what Nick Fury could have been if Marvel would have unleashed him. Right. Oh, that's a good. Point. That's kind of uh, how I kind of equated it. And I love Nick Fury. But, uh, which was... Nick
2: Fury, the original? Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. The Howling Commando Nick Fury, right? But uh, yeah. Well, I'd like to see where it goes. It's understandable. I didn't. I didn't pick up the first series of Deathstroke either.
2: It was good, up until Liefeld took over, mm-hmm. and then it became like he didn't even read the beginning. It was terrible. He did what he it wanted. It was bad. I, yeah. I'm sorry, it was bad. I mean, he had him bantering like Spider-Man, making wisecracks, and it just, right. just didn't fit. Right, and then they, when he left, and the other guy came on, I think it was Justin Jordan. I think, yeah, took over. I, yeah, then it started getting good again. But by then it was canceled.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they couldn't. It couldn't revive itself from that point. It, the end was strong, but it, there was yeah, too yeah, much, it was. It was too, too late. Much just it was just too late with what all this with that with the Rob caused so many problems that it, there was no saving. At yeah, I mean, point. Yeah, it was. It was bad. Yeah, it, was. it was too bad.
2: And I'd like to see, they, I noticed that listed a, uh, they have a variant cover that Andrea Sorrentino did. I'll oh. check that out. I bet that looks pretty cool.
1: Probably. Hmm. I, yeah, I'd say yeah, Deathstroke, I'd give it a four. So,
2: it was good. Yeah, it was You fun. got the extra good. half for me because I like Deathstroke.
1: No, I understand. That's all
4: right. I would give it a four and a half, but I can't.
1: That's all right. Um, okay, so let's go and run the uh, the super interview. And, uh, yeah, let's go and run that.
4: Word. Word. Yeah.
0: Hey, this is Rob and Steve with Top Five Comics, and we're talking to I'm
5: Justin Piant from uh, Super Comic, Unlike the Hero Studios.
0: All right, very cool. And so now we know there was some issues with getting out the last two issues of Super, and now it's it's in hardcover trade. Yep, uh,
5: hardcover trades just came in for uh, San Diego, and we'll probably have them up on our website in a couple months. Um, cool. Probably by September, mid October, you know, like you know, as soon as they get to us, we'll put them up on the website, too.
0: Excellent. Uh,
5: and so, is there
0: a possibility of a second run for Super? Yeah. A second run? Yeah, are you guys are going well, to continue to, to make Super, I guess, that's what we're looking for? Yeah,
5: I mean, no matter what, we're going to keep going. Zach and I are working for free, so even though money isn't there for um, funding our inker and funding our, our colorist, um, he's making the pages, I'm lettering the pages, and we're moving forward. Okay. Um so Super is going to keep going. It, the worst thing that could happen is it goes slower. Um but yeah, we have our whole series start to finish uh mapped out. We know where it's where it ends. Um and every bump in the road and you know sometimes an issue turns into two like uh issues 2 and 3 were originally going to be one issue. And as we're doing it, we're like yeah, there's no way. There's no way <laughs> it's going to happen. But um we know where we want to be. And it's it's so awesome. It's so, uh, the issues that are out. Super uh, one through five are so like inconsequential when it comes down to like the whole story we want to tell. And pe- oh, okay. People are really liking it, so I can't wait to get to that uh, that area that that material.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah, uh, I can't wait as well. Super has been fantastic, so Thank you. I was Thank really you. happy to see it finished. Yeah. I guess just yeah. briefly, what, what was the, the, the major challenge you guys ran into with Diamond? Uh, With Diamond, um,
5: it was money. It was like rookie mistakes. Um, You know, we—I was looking around at, like, we're a new book. Our first issue was 52 pages, so it was like really huge and full color. And I was like, okay, well, what do I? What was a full color big book that came out and was successful? And that for me was uh, Saga by Image. Okay. Um, because I went and I saw it and I didn't know what it was about and I bought it. It was three bucks, like ours, and it ended up being like robot sex and weird. So I didn't, I didn't like it at all. But it did really well for them. Yeah. So I was, I, I marketed like, kind of like used that as a model for for the beginning of uh, Super. and uh And just rookie mistakes like uh, three dollars. We were selling it for, so we had to give it to Diamonds for like a dollar forty. And a 52-page comic co- almost cost that much to print. We made nothing for, for the first three issues of Diamond. Besides all these cool fans that like our book, but um, like we still have the financial struggles that we had uh, before, minus like all the production costs. Like like we're you know the biggest struggles for us has been you know financially. Uh, we're money not an issue. We'd be flying,
0: but you know we'll we'll get there. <laughs> I, that's good to know because I know a lot of people were like, "Oh my goodness, what happened to the
5: book?" You know, and all the delays yeah. and oh, all the and stuff, So, but uh, we're here at uh, San Diego Comic Con for the first time. Uh, we're from Atlantic City, and oh, mo- no. and most of the, the big publishers are from California. Yeah. So now at these panels, I'm running in. Um, I, I I mailed uh, Image a million times, and they never got back to us. So now I'm going to be able to like later on today, there's an Image panel. I'm going to run and just give if I can, Eric Stevenson a copy of our book. Sure. So at least, I mean, you might not read it, but at least he will have it. Yeah. I did something similar with Boom yesterday. So, you know, uh, we we're talking to Darby Pop, which is an imprint of uh, IDW.
0: Um,
5: so we we're talking about them, and, and Jeff Klein runs that, and he's an amazing uh, animator who we're fans of. So uh, there's a lot of, like, focus on the fire where we would, ideally, in a perfect world we would uh, re-release 1 through 5 under a bigger publisher somebody yeah. knows what they're doing that's not us right. yeah. and we would just
0: focus on making the book and moving forward well, you guys made to have a product so like i can't say you don't know what you's good
5: yeah i mean we know how to make it but it's very hard to, to sell it too yeah. Yeah. you know it's it's you turn into somebody else so it's very hard you know yeah. Zach, um, our penciler is a very super humble you know and he won't like you know he's doing sketches for like 20 bucks, and he's like awesome. And I'm here as like the the, the Jimmy Hart with the megaphone. And I'm like no, he's like uh, a Stan Lee, and he created this whole universe with characters and a Jim Lee because he freaking draws it. So it's very you know it's different different things. But hopefully we learn from
0: these these rookie mistakes we've been making. Well, I I guess one of the things we would like to know is that when did you know you really wanted to do this? That this was something that you wanted to put your career as?
5: I I went up to Zach. I've always been like, I'm going to be a writer no matter what. So I wrote like like crappy screenplays, the screenplays and stuff like that. And I I went to high school with Zach, and I came up with something that had had to be a, a comic. And we started working on that a little bit, and he had maybe... Half of the character sketch for the whole series, like like 80 characters or something. Um, we have like a, probably two, three times that now. Like we know everyone in every issue. Like I know what the last guy, like you know, in the whole series looks like, and it's really cool. Um, but we we started um, like I was flipping through, and I'm like, well, what's this guy's story? What's this? You know, the streak. What, what's what's he about? Right. And um, that's what stuck with me and it stuck with our friends. We talked about nobody remembered my crappy story. We remembered the streak. And so I very early on was like, okay, well, my idea is stupid. I, I, I accept that. Um, let's go with super. And super was to me like this 10 out of 10 thing that, um, that I, had, I had to do it. And we had this whole cool uh, team around us. Uh, our, my friend Edwin, Lori over here, um, who's willing to, to go way above and beyond. Uh, Eve, our colorist. To do so much because they believe in in this this story, they they, they see that potential as well.
0: Right,
5: and that's kind of like how I try to market it. I keep going like, look at everything Marvel and DC do. uh... does, we can do we can do better because ours is going to make sense.
4: <laughs> uh, you know. So
5: um, they've got a lot of time on us, but they they stopped caring about their comics a long time ago, and it's it's very apparent. Their comic fans are like these hardcore buyers, these collectors but not people who like, like like stories. I mean, even like the yearly things, they don't even mask the fact that it's like a gimmick. You know, Wolverine's about to die, and everybody's like, okay, this is the new gimmick. When is he going to come back? And, you know, like, if, if we have something happen, God forbid one of our main characters dies, or, or, or anything happens in our story, nobody's going to know ahead of time. And if we're not in Diamond, they really won't know because we won't have to tell everybody three months ahead of time. This is true. So, you know, like, issue three, we really, we didn't put the cover out, we didn't show anybody the cover until, like, a week before the hit stands because the monster was, like, revealed at the end of two. Like, we didn't want to show what that guy looked like. Like, to me, that's like a spoiler, and that's that sucks. We, we, we want that whole, like... Sense of wonder when you read a comic—that whole like, w- what am I getting into? The thing that we we do in our book is trying to, you know, preserve this really cool, fun atmosphere. You know,
1: it is fun. It's
0: fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now It seems like the character design for for some of the people were based on people that you guys knew. Uh yeah, is just a happy coincidence or is that? Oh you
5: know? uh, no, we um a lot of Zach's friends like, like for Blitz. Uh, there's a, a pair of uh, a twins that he's really good friends with. Were nice enough to like like model and 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 stuff for for us. Because there's two of them, there's twice as many pictures for her. <laughs> and personality-wise, she's you know a little bit of her goes into Blitz. Yeah. Same thing for the Fire Ant. Uh, a lot of the like direct things that the Fire Ant say uh, says and how he looks is based on our our friend Andy, who looks you know. Like, we just took his personality and just gave him, like, superpowers and put him in this crazy world. That was really
0: cool.
5: But, yeah. And when it comes to, like, celebrities and things like that, we have to take pains to change them up a little bit so it's not dead on.
0: Right.
5: Early, early on, I don't. I think we released a picture of um, a character called Dr. Thunder who looked way too much like Hulk Hogan. So so we had, we had to, like, pull back and... And change them up a little bit, make them, you know, mix them with a little Chuck Norris, and you know, okay. <laughs> so so that it's not, you know, but but, but with our friends, uh, we don't have to do that. They're nice enough to let us, uh, you know, they're excited to be part of this, and we're excited to, to have it. Cool. Um, our website is unlikelyheroestudios.com. It's really hard to search for Super because Superman and everything else comes yeah, out. We're sure. on Comicsology. I would just search in you know, a Super with the point or Super comic. Um, you might have to do a little bit of digging, but uh, that's fun too. You know, you search for that indie
0: comic. And yeah. <laughs> well, I, it, in the in a perfect world, obviously, like when Super takes off, were you guys thinking about branching out and doing individual books?
5: There is room for it. If you read issue four, you know that there's a lot of um, history in our world. There's like we've talked about maybe um, a series set in the silver age, our our silver age. A lot of our golden age stories will be told um, in our actual main book. But really, we're a one book company. We want to work on super and, and and figure out how to do that all day and then go to sleep instead of like doing a whole job and then going home and then working on super for another 10 hours. You know, uh, that that that's the dream for us to just be able to work on super. As far as branching past, like we have. An idea for one super ends. Maybe a year or two later, coming out with something else. We have ideas, but right now is we just want to want to get there. You just, know? just make super as, as badass as possible. Yeah. yeah. I think as as issues come out, if we're able to keep making them, the story builds. The you know, or get deeper and deeper into our world um, And it's just we a, I, I feel like this mountain of, of of influence, and people are gonna just go crazy. Issue uh issue six. We're going into the inferno, so you're gonna get gonna get introduced to like this this uh, like underworld style things. Got a little a lot of silhouette, and then um then we're going zombies, and 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 blood death is really gonna gonna shine. So I I don't wanna I I don't know how Mm -hmm. much of this I'm supposed to say, but seeing Zach drawing zombies, I can't wait. He's nuts, and you know, like like plague was cool because it was like deformed and things like that. And you know, when it's not a human character, like he can really shine. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Our world team's getting bigger, and our story uh, for seven plus eight main characters and whatever. We know what happens. Everyone's going to get their moment in the sun, and it's 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 going to come to. Like well, conclusion, like we have an end to this and it's gonna be fun now. Uh, people are gonna like it. Oh, I'm
0: really looking forward to it. If you were trapped on a desert island and you do want bring five items with you, what would you want to bring? <laughs> Shit.
5: Okay. <laughs> um, desert island, five items, and I'm assuming that there's no like escape items or, 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 or cheap things like that. You know, I, So we, We've had all
0: sorts of things, you know. So people so are like,
5: I'd take a power boat. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: We could have it. We could do. It. <laughs> I don't know.
5: It's just some kind of source of food, you know. Okay. If it's like, it was deserted, you know. It's just, you know, if we can hunt. As long as I can hunt, maybe some tools, get some a like, computer, a good computer, and some Wi-Fi, and I'll just set up and keep doing what I'm doing at home, <laughs> working on this, just doing it in in in, in paradise. You know, we're, we're not we're we're kind of like jerks. Like like I we, we don't try to be jerks, but we're from New Jersey. We're very. You know, loners, and we don't. You know, like reaching out and talking to people is is hard for us. You know, like we're usually like, hey, screw through you. You know, like you gotta have to have thick skin, and and that comes in in super. You know, everyone's an asshole, especially in the beginning. You know, like like not dealing with people every day wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. We just have to. We just hurt like not being able to go to Wawa for food every day or something like that. You know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're just gonna like just start making it on the island.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Cool. But so, yeah, we keep going, you know, like we don't need months, like every day we do the same thing. I pick them up, we grab some McDonald's or something and we just put on uh, Netflix, we watch like Arrow or something stupid, you know, uh, our fun shows, uh, Ramsey, Mystery Science Theater and stuff like that. And all those reviews show, like YouTube reviews, like uh, Nostalgia Critic, Angry Video Game Nerd, Spoony. we're watching those guys and uh, some of that stuff gets in our book sometimes, but we're influenced by that. And sure. We have fun and do our thing. So if we could keep doing that on an island, it would be awesome.
0: That would work yeah. out, yeah. If you were in a fantasy land, would you ride a chocolate pony?
5: Would I rent a chocolate pony? Would you
0: ride a chocolate would pony? I ride a chocolate pony? I'm gonna, I'm gonna
5: go with no on the on the riding a chocolate pony. You know, like you don't know, you get all sticky. That is a very sticky, very uncomfortable ride. I would I would eat the chocolate pony. I would I would take a bite. Even if it was alive, even if it was like, "Ah, you're eating me. Stop it." I'd be like, "You're delicious." <laughs> um, but yeah,
0: I would I would skip the ride. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you a lot, man. It was great to, to catch up with you guys. I was I'm so glad that we saw you out no, here. No problem. So yeah, sure. thank
1: you. All right. And that so I was just it. Super comic. If you get a chance, check it out. Like like we just said earlier, we re- I think we re- did we review one of the books on the show.
2: Yes, we did. I we yeah, did.
1: back. I don't that remember what episode it was. One. That was the first issue. Yeah, yeah that was last year.
4: Yeah, God. it was, was like
1: really the
2: first year. one. You know, it was kind of tough to get started, but you know, you get you get through that first one because there's a lot of a lot of words. There's a lot of dialogue. Yeah. But once you get rolling with the second one, it's it's really good. Overall, it's a great story. Heck
1: yeah, it's got the fire ant in it. Yeah, yeah. which is awesome. Furious fire ant. Yeah, so great.
2: And then of course you got that big two page spread and I believe number two at that convention where oh you can right spot like uh, there's the, so many uh, hidden things in there future ROM and just little hidden things in there you can look at that for an hour
1: yeah, yeah. anyway good 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 couple guys and, and ladies working on that book over there uh, so uh, let's do some uh, books to watch
4: uh, Curtis uh, keep on colder that's gonna be a wild ride uh, fuck, I don't know dark gods I think, coming from Avatar, from Justin Jordan. Okay. Um, I know Justin's got the final Luther Strode mini in in, in the works with Trad Moore. Awesome. Awesome. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, I'll think of more when you're talking, so. (laughs) All right.
1: Mr. Mike? Well,
2: I'm kind of interested to see what Bitch Planet's going to (laughs) be like. Um, Black Science, Deadly Class, Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as usual. Right, um, And then the Spider-Verse stuff's shaping up to be pretty cool.
1: Right, I can agree with that. Yeah. This is Craig?
3: Oh, I don't know. I don't got anything today.
1: Disappointment, sir. You're, You're fired. You just your family. <laughs> Sad day. Uh, Book-wise, yeah, you know, I Square's going to come out pretty soon, mm-hmm. so that... that should be friend- I mean it looks awesome from what we've seen from Kickstarter and just the general art out for it. It's pretty awesome. Um I say uh Witches from uh Image. Uh that I mean we reviewed that book last week, uh at least issue one. It's already got a second print.
2: And um, it's got an option already.
1: It's been yeah been optioned for a show already which is crazy. Or movie. Uh Birthright I still can't I, I read rave about the book still. It's great. Uh as far as Tooth and Claw is going to come out pretty soon, uh, I want to say maybe nice. next month. It should be awesome. Oh, so I'm pretty, pretty, pretty happy with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. What it's about. oh my god! I mean, there's just a few other books coming out from Images next month, but I, I, I don't know enough about them yet.
4: So Star Trek. Uh, Star, on, oh, yeah, the Star Trek
1: Planet of Ape's. Oh my god! Crossover. Oh no, the original, the
4: ongoing, but the crossover oh, too. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's going to be good. Um, Copperhead.
1: Talk. Copperhead's still good, yeah. I was talking to Nolan earlier today. He's he's excited about the Planet it's crossing. Is it really? Yeah, Nolan one, Nolan's in man. Yeah, he's cool.
2: I'm surprised Copperhead hasn't been optioned. It probably will be. You,
1: you know, I think it's too early in it. There's a lot of things similar. Well, to you would it, think it'd be so, too early for
2: witches, but yeah, still, I don't care if it's Scott Snyder or not. It's one issue. Right, that's true. I'll
1: give, I'll, I'll give you. They're
2: always looking for another good horror. Angle yeah, though, it so. maybe
1: because of what it is, is what the deal is. I don't know. Yeah. And it's they, it's
4: weird how they pitch stuff up like that. I don't know if he pitches it, and has more than the first issue pitched. Probably, you know what I mean. I would assume, I assume the story supposed to have been done for a while actually, so chances
1: are it's he, he, he did private well, option before or then pitched before.
2: Well, hopefully, it won't optioning it won't slow it down like Wildly Yonder. Well, that is just
4: I, I, no. I think that's just uh, Zach Howard's drawing style. I think he's just very meticulous. I think
2: they are moving forward with it, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want to read that last issue.
4: He said that he's busy flying back and forth between here in California. So. Dang, that's, so, that's cool. You
2: know, if it was anybody else, I might be a little irritated.
4: Right. <laughs> I think it's worth the wait once you get that yeah. yard. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's another one to watch for, too, under. Like it's It's got to end awesome. someday. At some point, five well, will come out. Five or six? Six, six. I think. Yeah, I think it was five, and I think it's six now. Yeah. So
2: awesome story though that's been great he said they're going to put out an artist edition oh really really that's crazy I'd like to see
4: a black and white one yeah like that
2: that'd, oh. be, that'd be worth yeah, yeah that's, that's, or whatever their version is of it but, well I guess it is an IGW Yeah, yeah
4: if you look at his inks it looks like it's digital but that's all by hand that's all drawn by hand
2: that dude's talent yeah he's, yeah. he's a talent and he's good
4: to talk with
2: He's oh, good man worth. right such a good
4: dude same with Ryan Otley right my gosh. I can't say enough about those two. And Peg Leeson. <laughs> right, Pat. Yeah, he's cool. yeah, well, yeah, Pat.
2: They're all really cool.
1: Alright, I think we call it. Yep. Key? Key! Yes, there you go. Key! Mike? You know better. Oh. Oi, skillet!
0: Oh.